today on Commitment to Truth. So we have a responsibility as adults to be living out publicly our faith so that our young men and women can look at our lives, gain courage from that to do what? Publicly live out their faith. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we continue a series titled, Please Move, God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. Today, you may wonder why God is not noticeably moving in your life. But is He really not moving? Could it be that He desires to move in a more amazing way, but we are not entirely ready for this move of God? Isaiah 65:24 suggests how God desires to move. It reads, It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will listen. Are you willing to get ready for however God desires to move in us, through us, and around us? Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. So think about it, you may have a family, a five. Let's say you have three sons and and it's you and your husband or your you and your wife or or you're a single mom with three kids and and two out of the three are walking with Jesus and you're excited about that, right? But maybe one isn't. Right? God, can you move? Can you move? Right? Can you move in the life of my family? You know, can you, can you, God, yes, you, you know, you're putting, you know, food on my table, and I'm so thankful for that, and I celebrate you and worship you for that. But God, you know, it seems like every single month we're a little bit short. God, why does it have to always be that way? Right? I, well, God, you know, I, I'm sleeping through the night six, di- six days out of the week versus seven or whatever, right? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping and your simple prayers, God, can you move and just give me peace so I can just have a good night of sleep? That I don't have to take medication anymore. I don't have to, right? I mean, th- these are real life issues that, that believers, followers of Jesus Christ are going through. Right? So it doesn't have to be, okay, God, can you rain a billion dollars down from heaven? And, oh, God, can you, right? can you do X, Y, Z? That is so dramatic. Or he may want to do that. It's his prerogative. But we've been learning that, well, God, can you make sure, or can I make sure personally that uh, it's not me? That's hindering your move. So God, give me the courage to deal with sin in my life. You know, help me to remove the planks from my eyes, right? Help me to realize the source of quarrels and conflicts among us is me. It's not the people around me. It's me, right? Uh, We learned that James 4, right? But then also, God, you know, once you do this work in me, there's a work you want to do through me. You want to mold me. So you can use me with a gospel message. You want to use your word 
right? You want to use your Holy Spirit, right? To ultimately mold me, reshape my thinking. Some of us need to reboot our thinking because of whatever reason, right? Renew your mind by the washing of the word of God so that I can be that preacher. Remember, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We're all called to preach. We're all called to reconcile the world back to a holy God in some creative way. It's not just my job or those who stand up here in front of you's job to preach, but all of us are called to go, right? Beautiful are the feet of those who bring what? Good news. We're all good news bringers, if you would. It's all of our responsibilities, just not a person or a few people's responsibilities. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ in some unique way, it's your responsibility to seek the Lord and say, God, how can you send me into my, at least my part of the world to see people come to know Jesus Christ? So, so there, there's this, this internal responsibility that somehow begins to move exponentially outward. So God wants to do this amazing thing, whatever that amazing thing is in you, so he can do it through you, so he can do it for you. There's something he wants to do in a church. But here's the unique part of this is that every what God wants to do in our church is hinged upon every person in this church. Right? You can wake up in the morning. You can have a bad day because you have a hangnail in your baby toe, in your foot, on your foot, in your sock, in your shoe that nobody sees. And because you have a hangnail in your baby toe, it affects your whole world. How you walk, how you feel, how your day goes, right? It affects the entire essence of your body and being. The same is true with the body of Christ. You know, so you can feel as though you, that you are obscurely or even in a uh, unknown way, just kind of going through by yourself. No, you don't go through by yourself if you're part of the body of Christ. One suffer, all suffers. One rejoice, all rejoices. So there's this collective responsibility that God, am I where I supposed to be? As a pastor, as a husband, as a father, so that I'm not the reason. That whatever God has dreamt, prepared, desired, before the foundations of this world that he wants to do through and for commitment church that I'm not the reason why. And I believe there's this responsibility that we all collectively must take and take seriously. Because one thing, let me, let me say this. Because this one thing personally that motivates me is that God, one day I will die, stand before the beam of seat of Christ. And everything 
that I say, didn't say, everything I did, didn't do, everything I thought and didn't think will be judged. Everything. So God, by your grace and your might and through the power of your Holy Spirit, let me not be that man who stands before you with my head hanging low because I disappointed you versus my head bowed low just because of you. So in my personal life, that creates this urgency of, ah, there's no time to waste. So God, move in me. Move through me. So you can move for me, and not only for me, but for you. And anyone else God will send after you. That's what it's all about. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. So today, let's focus on God move for me. God move for me, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I, I attached, and I never forget it. You know why? It's because we do what? Forget it. <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever read the Bible or saw like the Ten Commandments on, you know, during Easter time? You're like, I can't believe it. If God did all that, I, I would never. If I walked on dry land, you know, in the Red Sea, I would never build a golden calf. But you know what we do? Uh, we build golden calves in the image of Cedric. Self, we build golden calves in the beautiful images of our wives, and the handsome images of our husband, and the cute images of our children. We do it all the time. So God, please move for me, but let me never forget. Let me never forget. If you can open your Bibles to Deuteronomy, please, chapter 8. We're going to be in verses 1 through 7, and just for the sake of time, skip to verse 11 through 18. God, I'll never forget. 
this. I will never forget to carefully learn from my past. God, I will never forget to carefully learn from my past. Do you realize before God can really move exponentially in our lives, we have to be willing to learn from our past. Right, again, son, father, father, son, father, daughter, mother, daughter, mother, son relationship, right? If your son or daughter knocked on your door and said, mom, dad, can you do this for me? But if they didn't learn from their past, would you do it? It's real simple. That's how simple it is. Because I don't think there's a good parent on the face of this planet that if their child continues to repeat the errors of their ways in which you try to clearly and constructively and creatively communicate to them, please don't do that again. Please don't do that again. Please, can you remember the consequences that happened to you before? Please don't do that again. Please don't, right? And you have the audacity to come to me and ask for something else? It's that practical. It's that simple with God. So that's why you read these verses. It says in verses one through seven, it says, all the commandments that I am commanding you today you should be careful to do so that you may live and increase and go in and take possession of the land which the Lord swore to give to you, your forefathers. And you should remember all the ways which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years. Listen to what it says. In order to humble you, put you to test, to the test. To know what was in your heart. Listen to what it goes on to say. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you go hungry. He let you go hungry. But then what did he do? And he fed you with manna, which you did not know. In other words, that word manna means what is it? Because they didn't know what it was. That's the little definition of the word manna. What is it? Because they were looking at the manna falling. It's like, hey, what is this? All right. So fed them with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know in order to make you, in order to make you understand, in order to make you understand that man should not live on bread alone, but man should live on everything that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years, which is totally amazing. It's like the same clothing for 40 years. It's, it's just so amazing. It says, so you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. Therefore, you should keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. So before I even bring you to the land, you must go back and remember. 
You skip to verse 11, please. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, but by failing to keep the commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied and you build good houses and live in them, and when your herds and your flocks increase and your silver and gold increase and everything that you have increases, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He who led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and its thirsty ground where there was no water. He who, listen to what it says, he who brought water for you out of the rock of Flint in the wilderness, it was he who fed you manna which your fathers did not know in order to humble you and in order to put you to the test to do good for you in the end. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, otherwise you will say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. But you are to remember, but you are to remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth in order to confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is, as it is this day. Be careful to learn from the past. The word careful here in verse one means this, to give heed, to observe, to guard, to be guarded, treasure up in your memory. Don't forget. A few other key words. The word remember means this, to call to mind. It means to record, to make a memorial. In other words, we have to somehow get better at documenting if it is writing down, recording, memorializing what God has done for you. Cool thing is you got your cell phone. You can just type it in there and it's. And it says he did this to humble you. The word humble means this to, to be bowed down. In other words, that there's this responsibility for all of us to be prostrate continuously at all times in all things before God. The word test is always amazing in the Old and New Testament. It simply just says to, to be the proof. Because a lot of people can say they're a child of God. A lot of people can say I'm a Christian, but, but allow, us go, allow that person to go through a test and then it will prove really who you say you are. He's testing us so that you will know and learn and know how and be skillful and listen to this to know relationally and, and, and experientially about who God is. It's required of us because once he moves, we can't forget. 
Sometimes some of us learn better by what? Touching it, feeling it, experiencing it. God knows that. Some of us can just read the Bible and say, oh, okay, I get it. And we just live it. Most of us, we just got to feel it. We just got to go through it and then we believe it. And ultimately, he's reaching the heart, this inner person, this entire disposition of the inner person that God can, can, can discern. He's really dealing with our, the seat and center of our, our emotions, our appetites, our passions, that real person. In other words, that you that drives you or makes you who you are, that person or that part of you that makes you say silly stuff or stuff you regret. That's the real you. We'll say things, we'll do things. We can say, oh, I really didn't mean it. Yes, we did. Because that's who we really, really are. And what God would do is allow us to carefully learn through our failures, carefully learn through our wildernesses, so that we can be men and women who carefully Remember that experience so we do not repeat it. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cedric with another Weekly Wire. Have you ever uh, felt in life that you were all alone or the numbers were against you? Especially if you were in your home trying your best to stand for Christ and maybe no one else has yet put their faith and trust in Christ. Or maybe you're on the job trying to live for Christ and apply biblical principles on the job, but yet it seems like everybody else around you is against you. I'm sure many of us have felt that way. I know I have. But there's a wonderful promise that God gave the children of Israel. As they were entering into the promised land, he said to them, listen, you're going to come against people that are more numerous than you. They have more resources, more chariots than you do. But always remember that the Lord your God that brought you up from the land, he will always be with you. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again for listening to our series, Please Move God, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series, Please Move God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.